Perfect. Welcome back to another edition of the Mind of Monty podcast. Here we go with our weekly uh, NXT versus AEW broadcast. Kind of, kind of versus. I don't know. I'm, I think I was. I'm battling on what I was going to call this show. You know that, but I think I already know. But I'll get to that when we get deeper into the show. But introducing. My uh, guest here today. Why do you have the iPad set up? Because. Uh, anyway, Tisha is here, y'all. Why did you set the iPad up? Because I'm trying to get like good angles. I think this this is for something after the podcast, so don't worry about it. Okay. Uh. Anyway, though, I'm about I'm 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 going to start making you uh use that. For other things, we'll see. It depends. Yeah, I have to check I'm also out testing iPad. that camera out, so you know if you want to, that's fine. <sighs> okay, so she's gonna be focused on checking her hair for most of this uh, podcast. At least that's what it looks like the first minute or so. So we're gonna give her. We're gonna give her time. We're gonna give her. Time. <clears throat> so we watched television on Wednesday, and um. We we kind of ruined the first show um, because you just can't not spoil things for people um, by watching the spoilers that circulated um, and that AEW like was pretending to be live, but somewhere throughout the first ten minutes they was like, "No, nah, let's just stop lying." And I don't know. I don't know if it's the first ten minutes. I could have spoiled at least the whole first segment. Which was like twenty something minutes before okay. they went on commercial or whatever, if I remember it right. I don't know. I could be wrong on the time, because they could have took a quick commercial. But I, either way, it goes during the uh, tag match. Yeah. For the titles at the beginning, uh, that they had the live on the screen. They took it off eventually. But hey, that's classic pro wrestling. I'm not gonna nitpick that they were doing that. I mean, that's that's just how it goes. Uh, you you were told. A couple of Raws back in the day were live when we were growing up. All of us were told that they were live and they were pre-taped. So the difference is nowadays when you have the internet and exist, spoilers are going to get sorry, going to get out. I don't know what just happened in my throat. I hate when that happens. I need to. I wish I had an explanation for. You that. have to do like vocal exercises because you go from like not talking to like to talking. Talking, a maybe. Yeah. yeah. Thanks <laughs> a lot, doctor. Sorry. But the point, no, you do. That's good. I'm glad. I really needed an explanation for that because I, I hate when it happens. When I just kind of, I can't even explain it. It's almost like you're about to throw up. or you, Either way it goes, it stops you in your tracks in the middle of your uh, sentence. But uh, like I was saying, that's classic pro wrestling. And uh, like you said, though, like we our initial question was, who in the hell is on the cruise giving out what happened? Like, why? I mean, if it happened Tuesday before we got to see it on television, what's the, keep it to yourself. I mean, it happens. I'm pretty sure, like, Journalist or whoever was even was already on the crew, so you know what I mean. If they if they get scoop, of course they're gonna post it. I'm not. I understand that's your job, and you know I'm not complaining about internet spoilers. They've existed for a long time. The point I'm just saying is is that come on now. Now it's up. It's our fault because I finished the video. I should have just turned it turned off. it off when they said it was gonna be spoilers. But hey, it is what it is. It didn't ruin anything because I'm the type of guy that I can know what's coming, and I still kind of want to see how they did it. Like, because all spoilers tells you is who win. They don't necessarily tell you, like, what we're going to get into in the Britt Baker segment. They didn't tell me that part that I'm going to, you know, kind of rant on. But anyway. Mm -hmm. So, um, we had a title change, the first title change in AEW um, history, and it was the tag titles. I don't know why we clapping for them, but, yeah, great first title change in history. It felt monumental, so I needed something. But I'm, I don't have, like, a firework sound. I need to work on it. But, uh, okay. Uh, no. <laughs> yeah, that ain't gonna work. But, uh, yeah, uh, it was a great, it, it first title change. It's a big time title change. And of course, uh, Hangman Page and Kenny Omega took out SCU in a competitive match. Typical back and forth contest, in my opinion. 
you know, not I don't want to say typical as in like, you know, seen it before, done it, you know, and all that type of stuff. But like, you know, basically what we've come to expect from AEW's tag to tag matches. So it was great to see the tag titles uh, flee. And it's also, uh, I don't think we're going to highlight this later, so I might as well talk about it now. It was also great to see their angle with the said Young Bucks, which I think I think that's what we're leading to. I think we're leading to now, which I like. Again, like I love AEW storytelling. I We were kind of hinting there before they won the titles, but now that they have the titles and Hangman basically was being petty and was like, we won it before you guys. Isn't that something? You know, like, we're not even, a, you know, a legit tag team. We want it before you guys, basically, is what Hangman's saying. Did you so, see his outfit, like, with the open open um, button-up? Oh, he's going jeans. straight heel Billy Drunk. Like, after the match, he legit grabbed a drink from the crowd. Again? And, and uh, yes, started drinking, and they kind of, uh, it's, it's all over the internet, of him kind of getting pushed. Like, he was a, it's like he crowd surfed. Exactly. That's exactly what it was. He back crowd served with the liquor in his hand. So he had fun. He had fun on the cruise. He <laughs> said, uh, he said they can throw me overboard and uh drown me with in a bunch of cold beer. That's what that's what Hangman said on Twitter. So he had fun. But yeah, I'm excited to see where they go next. And I can't wait. I, I think it's an, an inevitable matchup between them, aka the Young Bucks, and Hangman. Or like uh in uh, like, I don't know, an in battle between the elite. Yeah, I think that's coming. We'll see. But that's where it seems like they're heading. It's going to be one of two things that break up Hangman and Kenny. It can be Kenny's need to still be friends with the Bucks. Or Hangman's or, alcoholism. Well, that can also, that's three then, because I didn't think about that. But also, uh, the fact that Hangman, it, Hangman, Hangman makes this face. It's like this dejected or just like whatever face whenever he, whenever Kenny is very friendly or with the Bucks or when he's talking about his own personal stuff with Pop. So it'd be one of those two things that separate the team. But we'll see. Uh, I can't wait. I like where they're headed and got a, got a lot more AEW wrestling to go. So let's go. Yeah. So Britt Baker had a match. She won said match and then she cut a promo. Um, Nice to finally see Priscilla Kelly. Also, by the way, it was a the match was was short, you know, but cool. But nice to finally see Priscilla. Yeah. So you don't she, even know how good they roster is. Like they still popping up names. You see what I'm saying? Especially with women. Yeah, they are. It's insane. She um verbally abused Tony Schiavone about something that he did whilst not um being employed by any wrestling company or whatever. Um, and then they went to commercial and it just, you didn't even explain it. Right. It, then they went to commercial makes it sound like they had a nice segue and then they went to commercial. No, it's like exactly how she just said, it. not even a den. skip the den and just snap on JR telling you, Oh, we're going to get out of here while she's just undressing Shivani. And she's not seen again. No one explained why she hates Tony Shivani. Nothing. They just go to commercial. Not and by the way, what it wasn't what it wasn't a picture in picture. They love doing that, especially in the first hour of the show. They also did it in the next match afterwards, so it wasn't like they had run out of picture in picture material. They just did not care. They just was like, eh, we don't y'all, we don't care what Britt Baker is saying. We don't care how this scene ends. It's just they have they have to stop doing it like I, they've done it a couple of times and they usually do it with picture in picture but you cannot do what they did last time segue into a commercial in the middle of a promo or at least in something that's supposed to be building her character as this new you know a-hole dentist basically or a-hole doctor dentist well i mean just medical and you i see why you're trying to defend the term doctor you see exactly what i'm saying she's being a snob just like typical, well, not typical, but just like stereotypical snobbish doctor, doctors. Okay. I'm going to say stereotypical. I understand that. But that's what I'm saying. That's basically what her gimmick is, I'm assuming, based on what we just saw. But guess what, Tease? We don't know. Because they cut it off. Yeah, they did. Um, they They just interrupted everything and moved on to the next match. Like, we've been seeing her hinting at kind of turning here without being in the nightmare collect because like I said I don't think that's the the only heel team but they make you feel like it the way they started off that they the only heels that exist in the women division 
So we knew she was trying to heal. So this this explanation is important. Like you like this explanation is important. She didn't she didn't even give an explanation. She That's my point. She never even got that's my that's what I'm saying. I don't like don't cut it off. At least let us let her see why she don't like Shivani. That may not be explained why she turned here, but at least explain what we what she just spent. What how two, two to three minutes, five minutes? You're putting way more time into your analysis of this and your complaint about it than they did actually having her prepare for this. That does not mean it does not deserve it. I think it shouldn't. That I it deserves this time. It was the legit low point of the show. Yeah. So, um, moving forward. Like, you know, they did Jurassic Express versus the Inner Circle. The major thing was, it was a great match, but the major thing was that um, since we are, the um, episode was taped on the Jericho cruise, all of the fans were singing along to Jericho's theme song, which is his um, band Fozzie's song, Judas. That was not the major thing of that segment. But that was my major thing from that segment. No one else cares about that. Half the people who listen, half the people who watch the show probably don't care that they were singing fire. I do because I love the whole album that Judas is on. And I also know that that cruise is not just for wrestling fans. It's for Jericho fans. So you got Fozzie people there. And most of the time, Fozzie fans are wrestling fans. They kind of, you know. Intermingle. Yeah. But it, he has also fans who are just legit into rock slash metal. So, uh, that was my takeaway from it. That's probably the best part of it. Was and of course seeing Thug and Ruffian. Always gonna be nice looking at Ortiz and Santana, Mr. Tiger style. You know all everything that he got going on, everything that they have going on as a team. I'm always gonna support. So I love the inner circle. Enjoyed the time. Enjoyed the match. Uh, even the hope spot that Marco Stunt got, you know, made you feel like maybe Marco Stunt, Marco Stunt was going to pin Jericho. Not, not a damn chance, y'all. Not a damn <laughs> chance. But uh, at least the Judas effect actually looked like death, but that was only because he did it to a someone who resembles a child. No offense, Marco Stunt. I wish that move looked more brutal than it does. Yeah. But I, hey, it's Jericho. Can't go wrong with that. Exactly. Then we had um, Joey Janela and MJF have a match. Yeah, we, I mean, it, the way we skipped, I mean, you could have glossed over the match part. I was. Yeah, just go into your whole thing that you went in earlier about. So, if I don't know if we've discussed this or not, but Joey Janela is feuding with his ex-girlfriend's current boyfriend, but they're not. The only time that they're interacting is when, like, it's in the middle of a match, and Joey shouldn't even be getting distracted because you don't care about them or them kissing on the ramp. They did. They've done a couple video packages, I think, but they, yeah, other than that, nothing else. And they haven't even. I like that they're keeping them away from each other, but I don't like it because it's like they're they're interjecting them into other people's feuds, like the um, MJF and Cody feud, but at the same time, trying to like build their feud. And they're not, I don't think they're getting enough attention for why Joey Janela cares. Why Why does he care, Monty? Yeah, uh, taking his word for it, he literally said, I think the other week in his promo, that he don't care. So, I agree. It's not even that, why does he care? It's just like, what What else, okay, did you have to, what's the point now? Right. All right, you took her, you took her away from him, we get that. What's next? Like why why are they actually beefing now over that? Especially when that that's the thing. That's the thing that we said about the Rusev stuff. That's the reason why I wanted it over. Because Rusev don't care. They moved on. You separated them. Then let's do it. Let's do it that way. Same thing with this Kip Sabian stuff. It's like, all right, once the guy say he don't once Jordan Neal say he don't care about about her leaving him, what why are the heels still messing with him then? Right. And then that that whole that whole segment there was just like a whole heap of just no for me. Um, MJF and Cody had their little back and forth exchange. That's the point of the segment. Yeah, yeah. 
They had their back and forth exchange. We all talked about it last week that um, just because Cody said that he wasn't going to touch him doesn't mean that somebody else ain't going to touch him. And we were right. But I disagree with them doing it the very next week. Like, they could have, I wanted them to build this up. I wanted MJF to be, like, so freaking annoying. And then, like, either the week before or, like, a couple weeks before the the pay-per-view where they have to, like, come together and actually fight each other for him to pull that card out. Because we knew it was going to happen. But it's how you do it. Yeah. To me. That was my opinion. Right. I see that. But I also can see, I also believe that this is the first week since the stipulation has been done. So the same way you feel like about maybe they shouldn't attack or maybe they shouldn't have did that that the first week is also like it's, been, it's the first week. So where are they going next? So I can't really say how I feel about this without knowing where they're going next. You know, uh, of course, it could it could seem done now, but like I said, what what's next in what's the next step before I can sit up and say it's done too early? From that perspective, I understand what you're saying. Like I said, we know it was coming. You're right. Maybe they should have built it up so it can be so the, so it can be even better. But you know, maybe they want to keep the storyline going long term. Maybe they want to do this or maybe they want to do that and making him get his come up is not because honestly, you know why? Another reason why I, I disagree, y'all, kind of too. MJF and him, Cody, been going back and forth longer than what you just said. Like the stipulation has just gone, but it's been weeks since he screwed him, uh, screwed uh, Cody out of the Jericho match. That was in December, right? Yeah, yeah, it was. At the and be- beginning of December, like the ninth or whatever, something like that. So, uh, it's been—I know it's only been a few weeks since then, but still, it's been enough time since. Where they've been going back and forth. We know the match is coming in February. It's been like he deserves some come up now for the stuff he's been saying. If you see what I'm trying to say, I so I can see why Cody them is like, you know what? Let's let the Bucks come out and super kick them. Let's get some. Let's make the let's let's let the babyface get some type of upper hand because other, so far, even in the DDP segment, you know, yeah. and all that stuff. You know, okay. even in the match, he win the match. Even you know what I mean. He been he been getting a lot of stuff to go his way. So far, he has. I, so I get it. finally, to get him to look bad at least a little bit. So that's my only argument about you know why they, I understand why they did it then. Okay, and then the main event of the the show was John Moxley versus Pac for number one contendership. Yeah, another match that we knew, uh, even before the spoilers, I kind of figured, you know, I mean, it didn't make sense to throw Pac in there, even though Pac deserved this number one contendership shot. He's I the mean, number two ranked superstar, apparently. That's what I'm saying. He deserved this shot. That, like, I understand in the rankings, uh, you know, logically, logically speaking with the rankings, I get that. But let's just be honest, everyone should have known, even without the spoilers, that it was heading between. Not only because of the double heel thing, and not that I care, not that I think AEW actually cares whether or not it ended up being Pac and Jericho and making a double heel. I think they could work a double heel match because AEW seemed to be loose with heel and face anyway. Not necessarily loose, but you know what I mean. It just don't seem to be. It doesn't matter when it comes it to preparing a match. For, yeah, it doesn't matter as much when it comes to titles and stuff like that because SC for that matter, SCU and Kenny wouldn't have fought. Right. You know, a Hangman is kind of tweenering, but. That's not a word, by the way. But <laughs> Kenny is legit a babyface, and he still fought SCU. So, you know, they I don't think the the roles are at least – I know they exist. Like, we do have heels and babyface, but I don't think they matter, like you said, when we're doing title matches. So, uh, it was predictable. But my takeaway from the match, or at least my, my best point, or the, my favorite part of it, besides, of course, the obvious back-and-forth wrestling, was that uh, – during the match on a particular dive, I don't remember exactly. I think it was a four uh, a four fifty Neville did not the uh, the black, black arrow. arrow he missed later on, but he did a four fifty, and uh, he uh, missed it. And then, but yeah, he missed. He was he was about to attempt it, but Moxley moved before he he jumped, and it's like he thought he moved out the way, but he didn't because you know he of course the eye gimmick. And I like, I'm like, I'm all right. So how many of those spots can they incorporate to where we actually see him not being able to, to see? 
So I like the, the incorporation of that story and how Neville ripped the bandage off and all of that good stuff. That type of interaction with the eye. Because it tells, you know, it's a connection to what Jericho did last week. And it's like, where are they going to go next with this thing? Is this eye going to cost him in this title match? You know what I mean? Like, it's a great, I think I like that part of the story. So that's cool. And the ending it off the show with the stare down between Jericho and Moxley, best, I think that's cool. I think that's also an obvious or not necessarily obvious, but a nice thing for them to do as far as like kind of putting, if you haven't noticed, these are their two big WWE guys or two big WWE acquisitions. Or at least people, they're more known from WWE. Right. For the most part. It's, so I like this matchup just from that standpoint of kind of giving an angle. The last time you saw them fight, it was Jericho and Dean Ambrose. It was, you know, a different storyline. They had them doing goofy stuff. Now you got... You know, Moxley being more aggressive. I'm pretty sure they're going to throw a stipulation on the match. I'm expecting big things from that um, match and feud. So, we'll see where they go with the next week. But otherwise, nice show. And take a good, hard look at the mother effing boat. That's what I'm naming this uh, part. Oh, yeah. That I boat love this is set. awesome. That's the best part of it. I'm a, uh, I, I'm not, no more wishful thinking for anybody else. The unique sets that AEW put up. So far, has been beautiful in my opinion, and and they and I really love the set on the dock. So that was nice. Yeah, they make every show feel like it's important. You know what I right. mean? Even the dynamite tape is exactly right. Right, like um, Fighter Fest. Um, like the, it, they make every individual show feel like how WrestleMania does their themes. Yeah. That's how that's how they do or every like, show. Or like or like WWE when they used to do their pay per views, they used to have themes. You see what I'm saying? Like yeah. back is yeah, agree. Yeah. But instead of that, they're doing it for a weekly show. Exactly. So and like the anniversary shows look nice too. So yeah. yeah. Uh I love the boat. So yeah. So NXT, please. Yeah, NXT. Um, this is gonna seem like really short, but it's just condensed to like important things to me. Um, so after two other matches um, in the Dusty Classic, we have the Grizzled Young Veterans versus the Bruiser White, the the Bruiser Whites. I'm sorry, excuse no, me. Joint manipulation. Whatever. Um, going against each other next Wednesday on NXT in order to get the trophy. Um, yeah, I like that. That's that's a cool matchup. It's interesting. I like the swerve. I wasn't really expecting the Grizzled Young Vets to come out on top, but. Apparently, the Imperium's war with uh, Undisputed Era has, you know, cost Undisputed Era in the Dusty Classic. So, we will get the GYV, a.k.a. the Grizzly Young Vets, against Joint Manipulation or the Bros of Weights, like you said, whatever you want to call them. I love the promo after. I love the, uh, the 420 talk, basically, that back in the day when they used to do it for uh, RVD, like I said, WWE seemed to be doing uh, some of those references, but kind of like in a in a way where they weren't really in on the joke either. Especially when you find out in interviews, like RVD said, his the excuses he gave for a lot of his references. <laughs> it's, it's hilarious. You can seek it out, and you know exactly what I mean. In this situation, I think you know NXT Triple H. All of them know exactly what they're talking about. Mm-hmm. Everybody in the building should know. What he's talking head about. Head in the clouds. Head in the clouds. It was so many references. I love that. I love the the honesty. And I just love the overall, you know, uh just theme of their team anyway. I like the the, the dynamic of Goofy, you know, Matt Riddle. And I love the braids. Shout out to shout out to the bro for yeah. the for the braids. I legit, like it. legit braids. Like the two braids um with the side shaved off. He yeah. rocking it. Legit. Rocking it. Love it, Matt Riddle. Love everything Matt Riddle do anyway. So, and of course, you know, Pete Dunn, bad mf Uh, like, I don't know if it's just me, but he low-key has become more attractive. Oh, my God. I I, I was about to, I don't even know what, the, what noise to make for, for, for flirting. Like. <laughs> That's a TCism, y'all. Pete Dunn is attractive. No, like it was. I don't know. It was something about him at first. And I just, it, I don't know. I, didn't I like know it. what it was. He was short. He still is short. So that doesn't. Yeah, no, he was stumpy, 
he and still you is looked dumpy. at no, it's, I, you're right. Is he wearing knee pads now? No, not that I know of. And you know what? I already know what it was. You thought he was handsome in the first place. The only reason why you didn't like him was because when he was dressed down at one time, he had the ankles out. That's the only reason why. Yeah, that's it. Never mind. He's not attractive anymore. I forgot about that. My boy be fly, man. I love Pete. But anyway, we we talked. You said it was going to be quick, and it wasn't. We just spent like three minutes. Whatever. But anyway, it doesn't matter. That was nice. Uh, I can't wait for the matchup. Dusty Classics tag team matches have been great. So... Anyway, They're going to continue with next Then week. we had Io Shirai and um, Tony Storm, like, wrestling. And a whole bunch of calamity came out of that. So, afterwards, Bianca came out. No, well, afterwards. Didn't even let the match finish. After some good wrestling, Bianca came out, um, beat up on Tony. Oh, no, I, I noticed something, too. You are biased towards Bianca because you want to – you didn't even want to include that she interrupted the match. Yeah. You didn't want to include that. You just wanted to make it seem like, oh, you know, the match is over and babyface Bianca came out there to just let her know that she championship material. Nope. She straight up he up did the did the ratchet bounce and everything after she She, she was swinging that swinging the hat and got a little bounce. I'm not calling her ratchet, by the way. I'm talking about the actual motion of the bounce. If anyone who knows what I'm talking about knows, that's that's a thing. <laughs> you Tisa can't Tisa don't want to say is that not a thing? It, the it bounce, is. the it's, way she was doing a, it, it it's exists. A, it's it's you know if you ever if you ever seen a woman like they flip their hair and then they like just give you like two good bounces while their uh, hair is flipping. You, we gotta That's, get a camera in here. <laughs> anyway, Bianca came out, um, and then our girl came out, Rhea. Um, things happened. <laughs> Tony ends up standing tall, and the crowd hated it. Like what? They they, all of them her. didn't. All of them didn't turn on it. But yeah, it was pretty unanimous. And NXT usually, like you said, they don't do that. Not that they're not that they don't have their, an opinion of their own, but they usually go with the flow of the show. If you see what I'm saying, right? Like if you come out there and you're they doing heelish stuff, they're gonna boo you. If you can, like, they usually do that. So it was kind of surprising to me, and I'm pretty sure to Tony, because she kind of made a face after a while of noticing what was going on. But it wasn't like a bad face. She kind of acknowledged it too. Like, oh, okay, really? You know, so uh, I think that, but that had more, not less to do with her and more to do with wanting EO in that spot. But I warn anyone who wants EO for that spot, especially for the match this weekend. You don't want this match. You want her to come later on when the rain has has been a while so EO can actually have a chance of winning because I doubt Rhea's going to lose her first defense. Yeah. I, I seriously do. doubt that. After after you after you beat Shayna, who was on top forever, and you know what I mean? Come on. Speaking of Shayna, we're getting to this next. That's next, yeah. Yes, because I, I like – I want to talk about it a little bit. Okay. So um, – if if you all think back to if you watched it, hopefully you watched it by now. Last week's episode, we talked about how there was a women's battle royal, right? And how Shayna got eliminated um, by Shadzi Blackheart. I got her name now this week, by the way, Shadzi Blackheart. And she's she's got green hair, nice like biker gimmick, awesome, love it. Pizza cat is what she called herself. Gonna need a clarification. It's on it's that. a meme. I know. I'm pretty sure it was, but I just need a clarification on that. Still. She's Keep cute. going. Um, so they got a good little match this past Wednesday. And the important thing is that she looked phenomenal. Even though she lost, she looked like she could like take this and then fuel it for her feud with Deanna Perrazzo. Which, uh, if you didn't watch, uh, if you don't didn't seek it out on YouTube or look on WWE.com, you didn't know that Deanna attacked her after this. Because if I remember it right, I think Shotzi was responsible for her being eliminated. She was. So that's where that starts. So we may have a nice little anger with them going on. And uh, this is, I don't want anyone to misinterpret what we're saying. It wasn't like one of those, uh, I don't know who's let's I guess Charlotte and Becky in 2018 the evolution count is like as a Matt classic or something. It wasn't one of those type back and forth matches. It was one of those type it was one of those squash matches because the only reason why I call it a squash is because we knew who was gonna win. Mm-hmm. 
but it was the the right kind. Right. It was the one where everyone knows you're gonna win, but the uh, the guy the person who's fighting or the person who uh the underdog is actually you know giving them a fight. And giving them a legit challenge where it looks like, oh, okay. And then it works even better when it's got people like me and you have never seen her before. So, like, that's a great introduction. Somebody who can hang with Shayna Baszler. Right. Even though she she lost. Like, just to just to take it back into the example with um from, from Monday, Alistair Black and that guy. Like, we, you knew who was going to win that match. And it wasn't a competitive match. This match was competitive. And it wasn't that compelling either because it was so quick. Exactly. But so. I don't have a problem necessarily with that because we know that that's just a local talent. When I say I want these type of squash matches, I want them for people that if you haven't seen in a while or for people who may be around or, you know, afterwards. So it can give them more TV time or at least make them look like they, you know what I mean? Like, for Cesaro is the king of this style of match right now of what I want. And that is we know Cesaro probably is not going to win, unfortunately. But every time he go out there, he's going to – and he have like 10 minutes to 15, he's going to do something that you be like, man, I love Cesaro. I, it's every match, I promise. Every time I watch him, no matter who he fighting. You see what I'm saying? It's, even in his tag stuff he's doing with Shinsuke now, and he's only getting a couple of spots. He make you be like, man, he made the most of it, even though he's going to lose or probably not win. You know what I mean? So that's what I'm saying, like – you don't have to like people. Some some of these guys you haven't seen in a while, or any of these people you want to just keep them fresh, or like you know what I'm saying. So they just don't go out there and kind of waste time. Even Matt Hardy's uh, match with uh, with Eric Rowan, he's stepping up in competition. So why is the match so similar to the way he fought those other jobbers? Right. Like he's supposed to be stepping up in competition. Matt Hardy is supposed to be. Cons- I understand you want to make your new guy look good, your guy you're building up look good, but you can still do that. With and at the same time, not make someone else look like garbage. Right. Because we don't think Shayna trash because she took eight to nine minutes with, however long it was, eight to 12 minutes with Shotzi. We don't think she looked bad for that. She still looked like a beast. Yeah. And Shotzi looks great too. That's all we're saying. So yeah. thanks, thanks NXT for showing, I think, showing others how to book squash matches in my opinion. Right. And then we wrap this up. So... I liked I liked the the similarity, but like the difference as well. So you, we know AEW started with a title change, so NXT is ending with a title change. Um, we had our 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 buddy Keith Lee come out there, and he was facing. Oh, buddy, I couldn't think of a word. <laughs> <laughs> he was. <laughs> anyway, go, go he ahead. was facing Roderick Strong of the Undisputed Era. And he won. Yeah, in a night in a great match, a long, uh, nice two to three segment, I think match. Uh, I know they went to at least two commercials, but anyway, uh, it was nice. You know, uh, they they worked the leg from last week. By the way, shout out to uh, <laughs> with is this is not a good thing, and all my black people know that we, especially us black dudes, we don't like going to the doctor for stuff. <laughs> And I love how Keith Lee was like, ah, I don't care if they stepped on my leg with the chair. He literally, Bell Phoenix said, he said he's going to march through, and anyone who knows me knows that that's what I'll do anyway. Uh, so basically saying, forget the doctor. I'm just going to go out there like nothing's wrong. <laughs> and I'm like, that's the stereotypical stubbornness that, you know, us brothers tend to do <laughs> when it comes to getting things taken care of with the doctor. We wait to the exact last Can we walk? Okay, cool. <laughs> we will we'll go to the doctor after I'm laughing about it because I'm I can do it but I know my doctor over here who's giving me this look she's not my doctor but she's in medical school she does not like that it's it, but anyway go thank you Keith Lee for uh giving me a realistic salute <laughs> not that I not that he probably did that on purpose but hey mm. I do think it applies it's it's cool it's not right we all should seek help out there you know if something hurting go get it taken care of I'm just saying that if y'all don't know. That's you, are. She, you are. You she, are. She's trash. She. I'm talking about you. No, you trash. <laughs> no, I'm not. Anyway. Gotta force you to go to the eye doctor. Oh, man, that's tomorrow. Yeah. That's. I'm not going. I don't want to go. You have no choice. It gotta be tomorrow. This sucks, man. Okay. So we're going to move on now. No. Hold we, up. There's one other thing, right? Because there's one other thing I want to say. Oh, yeah. Imperium and... Uh, 
the Undisputed Era had a brawl. So I didn't get a chance to see it. So I don't know if that cut off on everyone's broadcast. I don't know if some people got a chance to stay open. I DVR'd it, so maybe that's me. So if you watched it live, I hope you enjoyed the brawl. <laughs> if you like me and you DVR'd it, they cut it off, so we didn't get a chance really to see what happened. But uh, I'm still got questions on what's going on, but when we do our Worlds Collide preview and all of that, I think I'll get into that then. So what's next? We're going to our next segment? Yeah, we're going to our rumor corner. This just end. I said end. I know. You're going to press the button? This just end. That's terrible. Okay. This been. just end. Okay, that was better. What's the button? This. Who's the only no. no. We don't want that. that. We want that one. Ooh, that's a good one. I like that one. Dun, 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 dun. Rumor corner. Okay. Cool. All right. Rumor corner. <laughs> you didn't do it. I know. That was bad. It's supposed to be that. Then the it we'll, we'll work it out in in the post production. Oh Next show will be better. Yeah. So we've got some surprise Royal Rumble um appearances. We have allegations and sightings of Nia Jax and Naomi for the women's Royal Rumble. Their Royal Rumble. They're both in Houston. Um. So excited about that. Yeah. We we're gonna get more surprises. I think this has been said, but it's obvious. We're going to get more surprises from the women's match than I think we are from the men's match. And uh, it's great. I hope Naomi is back. I hope Nia is back. I hope, you know, honestly, uh, when I was under the understanding, because apparently I read something that said no NXT, and I think we pretty much debunked it based on the fact that the only reason why they said that was because no one declared which is not good because like no one ever stupid. declares. Right. No one ever declares when they're from NXT. So what, what are you talking about? Uh, we all, we counted earlier. It's only 22, 23 total women that we counted that's listed on each Raw and SmackDown roster that's, that are, that we consider active right now. And I, I, I probably didn't count Zelina, so maybe 24. No, you counted Zelina. I think I, count, you, I counted her. So, all right, Zelina. So that's about seven surprise slots. So, of course, some people... Uh, you know, who's injured, people I haven't seen for, I'm expecting the iconics to be there. We haven't seen them in a while. Like so, like, you know, it anyone who can wrestle under the WWE banner as a woman, I'm expecting to see all right, I think there's a chance of seeing them. And I think that's gonna be they have only announced like six people mm-hmm. for the women for some reason. So uh, it'll be cool. It's the Royal Rumble. They can't mess that up. Just get thirty people and send them out there. <laughs> Right. Um. Just just keeping the topic more on um WWE here. So there's been a lot of like rumors that Edge is coming back, and Edge is saying no, he's not coming back. Um. They did the same thing with Paige in the Royal Rumble. Like they're saying Paige is coming back, yeah, and, and Paige is still teasing it. Yeah. In a joking it's, way, it's, I think it's highly unlikely. Yeah, I don't. I don't see it anyway. I don't see a point. Honestly, I don't see anyone and. This is another thing. Like I was thinking to myself, like who do I who do I want to see him fight? He don't got anything to prove to anybody. It's no, no un, it's no unresolved storylines that I can think of. Like it's just like what's the point of bringing in? But now Paige has had a lot that she, I know it's a lot probably left on her list that she probably wanted to accomplish or try or do. So I can that one makes at least more sense from that perspective. But. Health wise, it makes no sense at all for either one. So, I if I was them, I would just avoid it. But you know, we'll see. We'll exactly. see. But uh, yeah, I think what I want to see stop though is a lot of this pushing forward on social media. Like if you think if you keep tweeting about it, that's gonna make it happen more. Like I mean, I'm not saying I'm of course do what you want on your social media, but still, like quit like bothering people right <laughs> and like because like i'm pretty sure that's why Paige is joking about it so much because every time she turn around she's looking at her phone somebody's accusing her of being an entrant without knowing anything and, and anyway we'll we're gonna complain watch this wrestling fans are weird as much as we want to spoil the surprise now we will complain if there's no surprises 
uh, at the Royal Women's Royal Rumble or Men's Royal Rumble. We're going to complain if there's no spark. Because I remember they complained a few years ago when nothing really shocking happened. Or last, it was one year. I don't know if it was last year, but it was a couple years ago or whatever where nothing really shocking happened. No comebacks and all of that. No, no returns. People were shocked and mad. No new people. So why are we trying to spoil it? Right. You see what I'm saying? Like, why can't we just wait and see what they cook up and like, hope for the best? Like, you darned if you do. And even with the spoiler, so say say you you this person comes back and you spoiled it, so now it's not a surprise. Like, you're not going to be happy because you're like, ah, oh, I was right. Who are these people waiting at the Houston airport for Naomi to come in or check in the hotel? Like, who are these people? Come on, man. Like... <laughs> Like why can't we can't have anything anymore? And that's that sounds like a, I feel like an old dude complaining about the internet. I'm not complaining about that. I'm complaining. It's just see, yeah, I don't want to be that person complaining about the internet because it's my main tool that I'm using for everything yeah. anyway right that's now. True. So I'm not trying to complain on net format, but I am saying that that could defeat the purpose of a surprise entrance if you're telling me that they're in town. <laughs> like shut up, I don't care. I want to be surprised. It's not a surprise if I know. Right. Then, Next, though. What's up? Then we move on. Um, so the Revival are, like, drawing up all types of speculations and stuff. You know, they applied for um, trademarks not too long ago. And mm-hmm. then they just applied for more trademarks. They applied for um, As they should. FTR, Forever the Revival. But the important thing is they're using the same lawyer that Cody used when he applied for his trademarks. So they think it's like a snub. Us wrestling fans are just like, not only are we just as petty, and I think that's because we're fans of a very petty business. <laughs> like, think about the stuff we talk about on all the time. The wrestling is very petty. So I don't even know if that's a small, I think that's a small detail. But maybe, hey, I don't know. I, I wouldn't be surprised if the revival asked Cody, like, hey, you know, what's your lawyer's number? You know, can we, you know, work this out? I'm trying to get certain things, you know, copyrighted ourselves. And that makes sense. I'm not mad at it. And I don't think it's, I don't even think it matters as a did because I feel like if WWE was, was to say they're going to do right now, of course they can lie. I don't think they're going to lie. I, the point I'm trying to say is, is, I don't think at this point is anything they can do if the revival want to leave. No. The revival should have seen enough by now to know. Okay, this is about how far we're going to be able to go. Right. As a team, if we want to be able, if we want to be a legit tag team together, this is how far we're going to go. Because apart, we're not going to do anything here in WWE, and uh, in the tag division, we only got so much we can do. Right. So I don't really think it matters. Like I think this is a small detail in the in the in the thing. I don't think this is like a big like telling sign that they're gone. But at the same time, I understand that. Other than giving them more money and so they can just relax, I don't see anything story-wise or any promises they can give. Like, we're going to take tag team wrestling seriously. No, you're not. Come on, man. <laughs> like, we, we no one believes you. So, you know, bye-bye revival, unfortunately, I think. We'll see. Yeah. Um, switching gears Or fortunately, bit. by the way. Could be fortunate. Been yeah. waiting on that Bucks match for a while. Oh, you selfish. <laughs> Luke Harper, also known as Brody King, is allegedly interested in um, pursuing a career in New Japan pro wrestling. How far away are we are from the Lance Archer news? Is that next? It's next, yeah. So kind of like flow here. Give him the Lance. Give it the Lance Archer news right now. Go ahead. Okay, Lance Archer is in talks with AEW. So this is my this is my pitch, New Japan. Let's say you lose, Big Lance. I got a good Suzuki gun replacement. Brody King. I think he'll fit perfectly. Tank top and all. Even if, or if he switched <laughs> the gear. Don't matter. He'd be perfect for Suzuki gun. Especially since you just said, well, they all a gaijin, even though I told you Zach count. <laughs> sure. So, uh, yeah, uh, that's, that's my thing. I would love it. I told you from day, since he's, since he filed a trademark for Brody King, I was telling you, because a lot of wrestlers doing this trademark thing. You need to uh, protect your hey, money. Definitely. Uh, but since he filed a trademark for that, I've been on the bandwagon of getting him to New Japan. I Come on, man. He's perfect. Perfect style. First of all, his name is Brody. New Japan has a history with Bruiser Brody. Him and Bruiser Brody was uh, literally like, I can see, matter of fact, no tank top and all. I can see him switching to like a Bruiser Brody type gear. 
Yeah, I mean they and have working in Japan. They have way similarities. A lot of similarities. Exactly, I agree. So I don't know. I'm excited for them though, and I hope the best. For both and of them. For yeah, for both guys. If, if, if yeah, exactly. Sorry, I should talk about Archer going to AEW too. And what but I you made me that. say it. You're right. Archer going to AEW. I can see him working with anyone there. He's that good. Like I think me. I don't know if you were swayed because I was swayed one of my first times watching Archer in New Japan. Cause the first thing that went to my mind was like, you mean tell me this is uh Vance Archer, the guy the WWE just didn't let do anything? Being able to be six seven and do like the Undertaker spot and jump off the top, like he's insane. Some of the stuff his big self can do. It's right, and his hair is awesome. Right. Another underrated, underrated part in this thing. And his tattoo. You hated his tramp stamp. Then he finished it. It oh, looked great. yeah. That like, tramp stamp hey, was bad. I love everything about him. But he's now, the, the graveyard, ah, oh, nice. Right? He's great. Nice. I love Arch. So maybe, I think it'll be perfect for AEW, man. He's yeah. another big guy. You can throw him in there with Luchasaurus and have an interesting thing. We can see Ooh. what Wardlow has to offer against him. Yeah. Uh, Big Hurt. Oh yeah, big hurry. <laughs> big hurry, yeah. uh, yeah. you know, and let him come out as part of the dark order or the leader or something. That's a scary leader. It is. He's already had like cult vibes already. Right? You know what I mean? Yeah. He could do That'd it. That'd be a terrifying leader. Right. If this happened, remember this show. I need to get these on YouTube ASAP. So I can make <laughs> sure I get my credit from <laughs> for last, these call outs. Last little bit of rumor news. So TNT extended AEW's contract until 2023. So for so for at least three more years, we'll have um, you know, other alternative wrestling. I guess I should say mm-hmm. it like that. But the WWE locker room is like taking this news and running with it. They love it because this is going to put pressure on Vince to. Pay them more money and, um, like, work around their schedule better. You know what I mean? So it won't be so stressful for work them. Work around their schedule better, book them better. All types of things can they can benefit from having competition. Right. They're just hopeful. So, yeah. And I, and I think that's one way to be. Uh, honestly, though, if I'm you and I'm not doing anything right now with AEW in existence, uh, don't expect that to change when they offer you that big contract. Right? I mean, take the money, but... Take the money, though. I'm not mad at anyone taking the money. Like, uh, that's one thing I love. Like I said, growing up in loving this sport or this, you know, whatever you want to call it, entertainment, growing up loving this, you hear, especially once you get to know the wrestler besides the character you see on TV, and you get to know what they go through, and looking at all the retirement stories you have, just how hurting, just how broke some of these wrestlers end up being. Right, and needing like, people to pay for the surgeries. I'm always going to be down for you to get your money. Right. Um, and just just to, like, give an example so that people understand. Um, a couple years ago, like, was it 2016, 2015? Jake the Snake needed surgery. And DDP coordinated a, um, like, GoFundMe page for him to get his surgery. And 2014? I don't know. It could have been. Anytime. Whenever, whenever they started before going he got the back to the Hall of Fame, Fame. Yeah, yeah, before he was invited though. Before I know I'm, I'm saying 2016 because I know we started GDP Yoga in 2016, but I don't know if that was before or after it happened. You know what I mean? Oh, it was it was way after. It was way, way after. after that. Yeah, Jake Jake is literally Jake and Razor stories is literally the reason why. One of the big stories for why DDP Yoga kind of so like 2013 so 2014. Yeah, they did that back then. Somewhere in there. Whichever, uh, I don't know what year Scott was invited yet back, but it was like a year or two before that or whatever, something like that. But either way it go, I, I already know what you're saying. The story is basically they were very down on their luck. And, you know, they, and they, they don't they get health people. insurance. They, as a matter of fact, even after that, though, like you said, even after he was already saved and uh, uh, not saved, but even though he after he's already sober and uh, in shape, in better shape, he still needed like another surgery to replace a hip or something he needed. And, Wrestling fans got, gathered up. They did a GoFundMe, and they, they funded it, and they paid for his surgery. You know, Paris Saturn for years uh, had problems in the same area. What you saying? What year? So um, it happened between 2013 and 2014 okay. because he got inducted in the Hall of Fame in 2014, and, you know, DDP helped him, like, be able to walk again. 
Yeah, so it was around. It was early 2010s, 2012, 20. Because I know him and Scott was going through their stuff, and they kind of got in, in in the house on the same time. If if you don't know what we're talking about, you can go uh look up DDP's DVD on that on the Resurrection mm-hmm. of Jake the Snake. I think yeah. it's called. That'll be a great watch for anyone who uh, anything. But that the point being behind it, like she's trying to make it. We see it all the time. Just like when everyone was so terrified when the Goldberg and Undertaker spots and stuff happened in Saudi. You know, we don't want to see a lot of people. People we grew up were not necessarily worshiping. Like they were our heroes. Like Goldberg were people was was a was people heroes in the late nineties. Everyone looked up to the Undertaker. I mean, he was come on now. He was the Undertaker. <laughs> I don't even have to explain it. So when you see them almost hurt themselves or when you see them in these situations as they get older and not looking anything like they those superheroes and super uh you know villains that they weren't they weren't was you see what I'm saying it it really 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 big gets home that point that I really want the wrestlers of today to not have to go through that right. so like I said I don't know if I mentioned this on the podcast but I know I mentioned it to you Stop complaining to Carl Anderson about his pool because you want him back in New Japan. You should be happy Carl Anderson is living it up with right. his newborn kids. Four kids. Right, Four yeah. Kids. And two of them are new, I think, right? Because I think he had two one of them like older. One is like fresh. Yeah, I know. So one for a fact is very new. So, like, exactly. That's my point. So, like, come on. Like, stop doing stuff like that. Be happy for the workers to be able to make pay. They're not selling out. They're doing what anyone, any one of us would do. And a lot of us would definitely take the promotion or take the more money. Even if you hate your job, there's plenty of people who hate what they do and take that extra money because they need the money. Exactly. It, it doesn't change because they're pro wrestlers. So all in all, though, I'm glad we got that. Uh, so if you haven't noticed, we're going to start doing it. Now, I may switch it up, start doing the reviews last and do the news first. I don't know. It depends on the, the – I think it depends on the news. I think it's what we should do. Because if it's big news, you know, certain things, knock on wood, professional wrestlers dying, it happens all the time. You never know. We might, you know, open up the show with a moment of silence. Or anything. You never know. I don't want to speak it into existence, but it happens. These things happen, unfortunately. But either way it go, that's it for this week's edition, uh, in my opinion. I think we're done. I don't know unless you got anything else, nothing else wrestling related, huh? Nope. Well, well, yeah, so we got this second review out, and we did it on time. This is the day that I told you that we were going to do it. So, and it's early. Yes, I wanted it to be earlier, but, you know, we're not going to get into why that didn't happen, miss. Take an hour to do your hair. Get over it. But that's it for the Gossip Corner. I liked it actually. I'm actually, yeah. I'm gl- Thank you for the pre-made sounds on this mixer. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> uh, adios, y'all. It's cool, great show. I hope everyone's doing good. And from yours truly and TC, we're gonna send good vibes to you and your people. See y'all next week. <laughs>